Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law Dan Laws. Welcome to episode 16. 16. We're a little early this week uh, due to some scheduling issues this week, but uh, we'll be we'll probably be back have another show on Monday, and then uh, back to then, back to normal on Friday, which I'll be on location. Um, you know, I'll be at I'll be at hockey camp in in Buffalo next weekend, and judging by tonight's performance, I need it. <laughs> Tell us how it went there, Dano. Um, You're so pathetic. Oh. I was as bad as Mike Smith, but at least I didn't give up one of those goals. But did you score on yourself? Actually, I did. You did. <laughs> Where I kicked one in. Oh, boy. Almost, I almost did a Patrick Waugh, even though I didn't. Do the Statue of Liberty, but I don't know how. It, I don't know. It was in my glove. Well, what are you trying to get out of this hockey camp? I want to be better. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Plus, it's fun and beer. A lot of beer drinking. So, but I'll be ready. I'll be. I'll be ready for the a, show. A bunch Friday. of Robin Leonard's. I'll be. I'll be ready for the show next Friday and. uh probably be doing it from the hotel so yeah it'll be fun at least there won't be any uh background noise oh maybe <laughs> all right so let's get right into this week's uh round two excitement uh i guess we could start off with the florida tampa bay game which that was really or florida tampa bay series which <sighs> That was a kind of a surprising series. I thought for sure it would go seven games. Um, Perry got his fiftieth career playoff goal, which that surprises me in itself. Fifty playoff goals. He's having a good season, and He's having I mean, a great off season as well. Do you? I mean, there's a lot of players that don't get fifty goals in in their career regular season. This is just fifty playoff goals and it's like do you know how hard how many you have to i mean i don't know how many i didn't how get that i think i didn't get that stab but i don't know how many playoffs he's been in but do you know how many goals he has to score to get 50 because i mean obviously there's been times where he didn't make the playoffs um i'm sure of because he's been on some uh not so good teams, you know, with the Ducks, but, um, but yeah, and um, again, the officiating has been kind of, you know, it's I guess it's been consistent, consistently bad. Um, Hagel was uh, actually no Hagel cross checked. Uh, Lusterinen into the boards. Uh, they only called a minor, and I, even the announcers thought it was going to be a major. And they actually reviewed it, and they 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 
kept it as a minor. Um, it should have been a major in the game misconduct. Uh, that was in game two or three. I believe that was in game three. Um, but, I mean, the Florida power play, that's probably why they got swept. Um, Tampa Bay wins the series 4 nothing. The Predators Trophy jinx lives on. But the Panthers' power play was abysmal. I mean, it was. I mean, they finally did score a power play goal, but it, there was like one for twenty nine or something like that. Yeah, they really they struggled all series long with that, and they just they were their own worst enemy. I mean, how about the reports? I mean, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but how about the reports of them being out at a strip club at three in the morning on the uh, tail end of a back-to-back game? I didn't hear that. Uh, oh, they, oh yeah. they, had, they had back-to-back games. Yep, and they were spotted out at a strip joint. They don't have at curfew? three in the morning. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't enforced. Well. But that just shocks me. I mean, come on. You're about to be swept, like the biggest game, and they actually. I don't care if you're being about to be swept. You're in the playoffs. I mean, you, you don't do that. I mean, maybe maybe if you win a series, you know. I wonder if I. I wonder if there's any names that have been dropped on it. I, I, I didn't see any Claude names Giroux. of who it was. I didn't even see anything about that, so I'll have to look into that. Um, but. I know uh, one of the one of the big factors in the series was Tampa Bay is just can, blocking shots, oh and my God. I mean they're paying the price. Continue. I mean they just. Uh, I mean everybody's blocking shots. Um. So you know, and and you know, and the crazy thing is not like just one shot. There's like two, three, four of them in just a series. Yeah. Uh, game. F- Four was it or game three? They had uh, Tampa Bay had eighteen block shots to the Panthers nine, and and I'm surprised the Panthers even had nine because they just didn't they they didn't seem like they wanted it. They didn't they weren't putting their bodies in the way. They weren't you know they weren't really they weren't playing like it was a playoffs. They weren't they 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 just didn't seem to want it. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually thought in, in Game Four they played with they played well. Um, I just think there was just an untimely goal. Um, you know, they they actually you know they competed, and for all the reports that came out of them being out so late, I was actually kind of surprised at how well they were playing. But maybe that little bit of extra oomph, you know, at the uh, at the end of the game. Maybe if you went out till three a.m., you'd have a little bit more energy to, you know, finish out the game. And maybe they get their second wind. <laughs> they would, yeah. But, but I mean, it was kind of funny because uh, one of the goals Tampa Bay scored, um, it was actually the empty net goal. They blew the horn just before. Oh, I mean, I saw that. It was. I mean, it was like. I mean, I mean, it was automatic because he was coming, skating right in. And he's not shooting. He's actually right. He was. He skated actually right into the crease. He was actually in the crease before he shot it. So that's. I mean, he wanted to make sure it was going in the net. Um, 
But <laughs> the harder one just before the puck was in the net, I was like, Okay. I mean, it wasn't like Colorado blowing the horn when the Predators scored. Right. <laughs> Maybe they felt bad for the Predators. They had to blow the horn. Um, uh, you know, and I mean, they the, the previous round, you know, they didn't call, you know, and again, uh, you know, they didn't call these too many men. And they're, again, um, I think the second game in a row they called it. They called it too many men penalty on Tampa Bay. So thinking that's something, that you, I, I'm I, thinking I the understand that penalty. Like, I'm how thi- can you take that? It was just a lazy change. I mean, he jumped off. He was like halfway in this neutral zone. It's like, um, do you not know who you're supposed to go out for? <laughs> but. Um, I think the rest are really looking, you know, I, I think they got scrutinized in the second round or the, the first round, excuse me, um, for for those miss, missed uh, too many men's. And so I think they're really looking for it now. Um, but, yeah, this is – it was an amazing series. I mean, just because Tampa Bay just – I mean, it was just a battle of two teams. I mean, Tampa Bay won it and Florida didn't. The battle, the state battle. And uh, so Tampa Bay moves on to the Eastern Conference Final for the third year in a row. And they will be facing either Carolina and the Rangers, which turned is turning into a physical heck of a series. It is. It um, is. And, I, you know, game two uh, didn't really impress me that much. I wasn't too excited by that game. It was a 2 nothing win for for Carolina, um, you know, Brendan Smith, I'm going to note that he gets the first goal of the game shorthanded at, you know, to say the least, but X wing, congratulations, Brendan Smith. Glad you're uh, making a push here in the playoffs. But, and, uh, just on, on, on Brendan Smith, I feel like watching him play with Carolina, like that is his team. Like that is the groove. He finally hit the groove. I mean, he went to, uh, the Rangers and, you know, didn't really fit in there, but I think he fits in really well. He looks a lot more comfortable. He's kind of taken on a leadership role, um, you know, so I really think that Brennan Smith has found his spot in Carolina and he's playing great, great hockey right now. But anyway, first game kind of boring Two nothing Canes win uh, moving into game three. Um, you know, this was a, uh, a three to one Rangers victory. And it was a good bounce back uh, game for the Rangers, uh, you know, losing two nothing, and then coming into Carolina and, and stealing a win in Carolina uh, was really big. That's it's always big to split on the road, and the Rangers definitely came out and achieved that. Uh, but one person really stood out in this game, and he's been standing out in every game that I've watched of the Rangers, and that's Mika. Zibanejad. Um, but he's just continuously scoring goals, finding uh, ways to put points on the board, setting up um, for nice assists. You know, he, he's a guy that's really come out and really, um, really carved out a name for himself uh, in the NHL. Like he's he's a guy that you have to keep on keep on the lookout for. Um, but he scores a great goal. Um, Kreider, you know, he scores the second goal of the game, which was set up by Zabanajad. 
Um, and again, he's just playing amazing, amazing hockey. But third period of this game three, this is when the fireworks start. So it starts to get a little bit more physical. You can kind of feel that, um, you know, kind of feel that tension building up on the ice. And you just know that it's just a matter of, you know, one check, one slash, one little bump after a whistle. And it's just going to kind of explode. It's that powder keg. Well, Max Domi at the buzzer throws a nice little cross check to Trevor. Uh, he didn't even do anything though. It was the Rangers. He, the Rangers players the one that attacked him. Well, he Domi just skated right by him. No, this is Domi just Domi just skated right by him. Domi didn't. Domi didn't. Domi just skated by him. He didn't hit him or anything. No, there was. I don't know if you're thinking of Game Three. But or game four rather. No, game no, three. The one, the one, at right at the, the end, right at the end of the game, where the after the buzzer. Yeah, he Domi gave just guy a sh- he gave him Domi a shot just, in the side. Domi, I didn't see that. Domi just skated right by him. No, he gave him a I shot to the side, to uh, and then he got it, and then he took a slash on the way by. But that's what started the fireworks. Was was that, and that really set up game four to be a doozy. So, you know, again, we have to make. A mention of Zabanajad. He just keeps getting on the scoreboard. So he scores again in game four. You know, the the the, the Canes, they just have to find a way to shut him down. You know, they have to box him out. They got to keep him to the outside. Like, he's a guy that they have to make sure they know where he is on the ice when he's out there because he's finding ways to put points on the board, and, they, and he is single-handedly killing Carolina. But, and also, like the Carolina power play, just like just like the Florida power play, the Car- the Carolina power play is lost. They're nine for ninety-two going back to regular season, and they're not even shooting on on the power play. Yeah, no, they're they're totally lost on special teams, um, and and the playoffs is not the time to have that happen. So yeah, they definitely have to find a way. Brendamore has to find a way to get them more productive on both ends of the, the special teams and find a way to put some points on the board. But this game was, you know, very uh, – this was probably the most physical game of them all. So everybody is taking runs at, at Max Domi. Truba takes a – they say – everyone's saying it's clean. Look at the stills. Well, I, I think ever he totally launches himself at Max Domi. The only one that said it clean was the absolute moron coach, and right. he, and I think the uh, uh, whoever was doing the game, ESPN or TNT, I don't remember who was doing it. Yeah, I think it was ESPN who got that series. Um, I think they said that was clean. I don't know how. I mean, he was airborne. Well, they probably didn't slow it down and, and actually stop the video. And they didn't have to slow it down. You could see it live. I saw it you yeah, know, you live. Can't leave, you can't leave your feet. <laughs> he was airborne. He was like, an, he was, had a liftoff. And I mean, if it's after, I can understand because if you're lifting up with your foot, you make contact with that <laughs> foot down. At some point, well, that foot comes off the ice. This one is about yeah, but, two yeah. feet, about a foot off the ice. Like, it's not like accidental. Like, it's. It's it's a planned jump. It was a cheap shot, and luckily Domi was able to continue. But yeah, the fireworks just continued continued in this game, and everybody like even at the, even at the end of the game, Gallant sends out Reeves, 
just to line up against Domi to try to fight him. And Domi just smiles. He's like, are are you kidding me? Like, why am I going to fight you? You're winning four to one. Right. It's like it's not necessary. What what are you doing? You've won the last two games, and now you're going to start playing Bush League? Just play hockey. And, it's uh, stupid. Yeah, and and uh, before, uh, I don't remember if it was game three, uh, game three or game four, um, um, the Kreider had scored. Um, but it was probably game four then. Um, or maybe it was game three. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> the Rangers got away. Actually, Zibanejad. Knocked a stick out of, um, I don't remember who it was for Carolina. Um, he knocked a stick right out of his hand. I mean, you can see the stick go flying. And then, like, a few seconds later, Kreider scores. <laughs> I mean, so if he didn't do that, you know, who knows? You know, he might have been able because he was playing the puck and probably could have cleared the puck. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, that I, I didn't – I thought they should have called a penalty. Oh, yeah. He slashes. That's it. That's like textbook slash. He slashes the grid out of his hand. Um, but the only thing that Carolina has going for them in this series is they have home ice advantage, and they're 6-0. and um, If the Rangers can find a way to steal the next game in Carolina, Carolina's done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely – on a two-game skid, they definitely have to uh, find a way to win this next game. There's no doubt about it. That that should be, be an exciting next game. You know, definitely yeah. be an exciting next game and to see how how the Canes can you know react to two two pretty significant losses. And that will be Thursday night. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but uh, when we talk about the Colorado, that, yeah, that that. Uh, this this uh this series, I I thought Colorado was gonna win it tonight, but right now I, as a, as we're recording, it's going into overtime at four four four. Colorado had a three nothing lead in this game. Um, you know, St. Louis battled back to tie it up, and then Colorado <laughs> took a four three lead late. Looked like they were gonna win it, but St. Louis managed to tie it uh in the last seconds, but. See, St. Louis is a team you cannot count out. Like I've said before in every episode. Well, I know playoff ready. They're a playoff ready team. And I, like I said last show, I picked Colorado just because you know in seven because Colorado is a home. So you know, going back with Colorado with a three-one lead, um, series lead, I. you know, going back to Colorado, I thought it was lights out because they're home. And but, um, but yeah. But did you see the Blues' first goal? I believe that was in that was in St. Louis, right? Um, yep. uh, it, it, it shattered the Avalanche. Uh, I don't remember who it was. It was their defenseman. Uh, it shattered his stick. It was a 98-mile-an-hour shot. Shattered the stick and it still went in the net. Holy Christmas. It's like, oh, man. This stick's like playing in two pieces. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? I blocked the shot. Right. I tried. (laughs) He's just lucky he didn't hit him. (laughs) He'd be laying on the ice. Oh, yeah. Um, Still. 
<laughs> there's uh there's been quite a quite a fuss over Kadri in the series though. Um, taking a run at Bennington, injuring him, and then uh, see, but I don't. And then Huso came in. That was with 13 minutes left in the first period, and after the game, Bennington threw a water bottle at Kadri, and you know, I, I, I just a total cheap shot. And then the next game, see, Kadri, I don't see. I disagree with that though. I don't oh. think it was a complete cheap shot. The puck was loose. Like if you, uh, you know, he still ran. He, he ran. He, he ran full bore. I'm he ran into the goal and, or even uh, suspended. And, and I'm just saying, like he was playing the puck hard. This is playoff hockey. The defenseman was right next to him. He was just he was going for the loose puck, and you just go well, all in. But the puck was covered by the time he got there, though. Um, but, yeah, but it's one of those things like you said, as, you got to go for it. But I it's mean, he, he, you know, well, when you're running the goalie, you're not going to stop. Um, but like, like Braden Shen said, um, you know, quote, uh, you know what you're doing. And then, and, and, and Bertuzzo, you know, he, he, his comment on this was, uh, you ask any player, a guy like that knows what he's doing. Maybe that is so. So you know he's he's got quite a reputation uh, going back going back to his Toronto days. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not denying that. But I'm not denying that. that. But I also think that this play is being blown up. Like I am more disappointed in the one I'm going to talk about in you know in the Calgary series of Lucic. That's the one that I'm you know I'm more disappointed in a play like that than a loose puck in the crease and a guy's just going 110% for it. And yeah, the goalie got hit. And it and, wasn't intentional. That's not he wasn't like, I'm gonna run this goalie right now. It was I'm gonna try to score this goal and the goalie is collateral damage. But I mean he's got so much attention on there and you know and I think it really hurt St. Louis in the next game because he Kadri ended up with a hat trick. And then he taunted the fan after the goal, but I don't know. Maybe he was just going over the glass. I don't know. Like maybe he wasn't taunting, but it just he was looking right at him. But um, he, 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 all the attention was on that. Um, I guess he can call kind of rush. Oh, I thought it was cheap, but um, Manson had a cheap high elbow to the head of I don't even remember who it was now. Uh, they did call a penalty, but no, there's nothing, no mention. Nobody's going off on that, and I don't know. I mean, he might not be that kind of a player. His father was. And who is this? Um, uh, Josh Manson. Um, oh, okay. I can't remember his father's name. What? Um, um, he was a goon. I don't remember right offhand. Dave. Yeah, Dave. But you know, I don't know if Josh Manson has a history. I think he's more of a scorer. It seems like uh, you know a lot of these players' sons that you know the, their father was. A, a, I don't. I, I just say goon because uh, they gooning them up. Seems like their kids are like snipers, like you know, like Kachuk. Well, Kachuk wasn't a goon though. He he was more of an all-around player, but. Um, like, like, um, Domi, Domi's like, not a fighter. Like, well, yeah. Um, Ty was, Ty used to fight all yeah. the time. He was one of the toughest yeah. guys in the NHL. 
But yeah, nobody really, you know, it was a high hit he had, and you know, he, penalty was called, but I don't even think he got uh, fine on that. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even hear of him going to the player safety here. Um, but and, and nobody's, you know, social media is not going nuts over him like Kadri. So I, I don't understand. I, I, I just don't understand that. Um, um, but I. <sighs> I'd have to look at the skull again, but I mean, uh, the Avs did get another offside goal, kind of like the Duchesne. That was in the regular season game, um, it, but it was up in the air. Now the the the, the announcers, the announcers said it was probably onside, but I, I mean, the puck was up in the air. It sure looked. I mean, he was like two feet into the zone. I mean, I don't know why. And the Blues didn't uh, challenge, so I don't know. I guess they were afraid, you know, but this time I was like it was 3 to nothing at a time or 2, two to nothing, 3 to nothing. It was either 2 or 3 nothing at the time. Uh, maybe they didn't want to risk a power play, but, you know, it's worth, it's worth uh, I, you know, especially in the playoffs. And I just – I thought that was – it, to me, I thought it was outside when it happened. I'm like, oh, that's outside. And I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, I didn't call it. I'm like, okay. Right. So, yeah, I don't. I, I didn't see any comments why they didn't uh, review it um, or challenge it, other than them now to speculate because they didn't want to give up a power play. Um, right. But, yeah, this, this is turning into a heck of a, heck of a series. Uh, and it's a. Uh, Right now, game uh, game five is in overtime right now. So you know it's Did it start yet. It's uh, they're four minutes into the overtime. Oh my um, god! So um, who does yeah, controlling the play here? I haven't really been watching. I've been paying attention to, to the podcast. Um, but um, yeah, will we be going back to St. Louis for Game Six, or will be Colorado heading to the Western Conference Final? Um, man, man, man. So man. Um, another series that you seem to be all into, and you know, I, quite honestly, I started watching the one game and I actually fell asleep. The Edmonton uh, Calgary series. So you were dozing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a this this. I still like this series a lot. I think there's um, some still there's still some big hitters, some fighters on both sides of the puck. I think this is a game that uh, or series. I've I've enjoyed it, but I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised that Edmonton has a three to one series lead. Um, you know, as we've known from years past, they just haven't been able to finish. They haven't been a team that's been able to to get it done. Um, when they get in the playoffs. So game two last Friday, Edmonton comes out with a 5-3 victory. Uh, Calgary just, they started out hot, you know, getting the first uh, three goals. And then after that, that was it. It was all, it was all Edmonton, you know, second period on. Ever since McDavid's goal in the second, they were all, you know, they had four unanswered goals. So, yeah, the uh, the Flames need to figure it out because they they looked flat. They looked like they just didn't want to be out there, and they looked confused. They just didn't know exactly 
you know, they just, they look lost. Um, you know, one person that I'm going to men- mention, and I'm going to talk about him here in just a second, but Evander Kane, you know, he was trying several times during this game to instigate things, and again, the, the Flames just weren't buying into it. They were trying to avoid the penalties. He was just trying to get, get the pot stirred up there, and, you know, they, they end up, or Edmonton ends up taking a big game too. So, you know, moving on to game three, and just just to interrupt you, we have yeah. a late breaking uh, uh, update. The St. Louis Blues have won in overtime. Holy! And just, that came just after Colorado almost scored. The puck was just about on the line, and wow. they, they they were able to scoop it away. Uh, so we're going back to uh, St. Louis for Game Six. So Holy this is going to be Christ. interesting. That right. I told you, didn't I? Not tell you that tonight. Uh, just a Louis few minutes to find ago. a way to win this game. So, uh, so not to interrupt you, uh, back to the uh, your thoughts, uh, the uh, the Edmonton Calgary. Yeah, um, Game Three. You know, going to Game Three here, four to one, Edmonton finds another victory. And, you know, there were goals, there were scrums, there were ejections, you know. Now, now this is playoff hockey. Now we're talking playoff hockey. It's fun. It's physical. There's goals. And everybody's happy. I guess the one person we, we need to mention here in Game 3 is Evander Kane. We're going to talk about Evander Kane here. He's playing great, phenomenal hockey right now. This is a kid that I've been talking about for several weeks now. He's found his spot here in Edmonton. This is his place. Uh, you put him on the top line, you know, it's almost it, it almost reminds me of like a Gretzky McSorley type relationship where Evander Kane's a tough guy that can protect uh, McDavid, but the kid can also score goals. And if he keep his, you know, head above water and not get in trouble off the ice. I think this kid found his retirement because he's playing excellent hockey right now. He gets the hat trick in game three. And, you know, he's just constantly looking for, I mean, he's doing everything. As much as I dislike him, I am not a fan of Evander Kane. I never have been. I never will be. But this kid is playing some phenomenal hockey right now. And he just needs to keep his his nose clean and keep playing hockey. But one one of the things we have to talk about in this game and and I had mentioned this in comparison to Kadri, Milan Lucic. So Mike Smith comes out to play the puck, and he couldn't decide backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand, and he finally moves to make a play, and Lucic, at the extremely last second, tries to slow up and just bulldozes him. I mean, just wipes him out completely. And that started a brawl. Well, yeah, and, and then you've got Suter saying, well, just imagine if he wanted to run, you know, Mike Smith. And it's like, well, yeah, no kidding. If he wanted to run Mike Smith, he would have put him through the glass. We understand that. Lucic said that. D-Law, Lu- so did Suter. They both said it. Uh, Suter's, where's Suter? Suter's not even playing. He's like on freaking... The golf course. No, the coach. Oh, Sutter. 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 
whatever. Yeah. Same difference. I was like, who, who? You're like confusing me here. I wasn't sure. Well, Sutter. Well, actually, Sutter's got two T's. The other one's got one. But anyway, um, so even Sutter says, you know, just imagine if he wanted to hit him. Well, yeah, no, no crap, man. If if I wanted to steamroll Mike Smith, I could do it. It's no, like, obviously, but I'm also not an end. Well, I don't know. You're slow enough. He'd probably be able to see it coming. I'm just saying, if I was at full speed and he didn't see me coming. I've seen I, your full it, speed. It's not pretty. <laughs> well, I don't stop either. So, But, again, he's an NHL player. If he knows he can't stop literally on a dime, then he needs to slow down prior to getting to that dime. And he doesn't. He takes it all the way in, literally within inches, and then he begins his stop. He knows he's not going to stop. His cushion is running over Mike Smith. That was completely avoidable. That puck wasn't in the crease in a close game that actually means something. It's a blowout. It's an absolute blowout. And, yes, you're trying to keep the puck in the zone. Yes, you're trying to get under Mike Mike Smith's skin. But you don't bulldoze a goalie knowing that you can't stop before you get to him. So you should have slowed down sooner or stopped a little bit sooner. He chooses to bulldoze him. And again, this is not a puck that's in the crease that he's trying to get a game-winning goal on. This is a puck behind the net that he's probably not going to get anyways. Well, that stunt got him ejected from the game. and he was Well, going. at least they did something right. And then- yeah. No, I, I agree. It was just stupid. I think it was a stupid play. I think Kadri's was much more warranted than Lucic's. I'm not saying both are right or both are wrong. Well, yeah, I am. Lucic's was wrong. He had a chance to stop. And his efforts right there weren't going to win the game. And then you got uh, Toffoli. Um, well, I didn't exactly see it. I mean, I, I missed the actual call, that, that penalty. Um, but apparently to fully slew foot somebody, I don't even know who he did it to. Um, but he was called for tripping. So I didn't see the play. So I don't know if it was uh, that that's what the, according to the ESPN analogy called a slew foot. Now, uh, I, whether, whether it was or not or not, but he was called for tripping. So, I mean, wouldn't it, if he was a slew foot, wouldn't it be called something else? Or did it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just saw it differently. Uh, but moving into game four, you know, Edmonton again comes out with a victory, a 5-3 win. And, you know, Evander Kane continues, continues to put goals, pucks in the net. Um, right now he's sitting at 11 playoff goals. I'm wondering if he's leading the NHL and playoff goals right now, but he has 11 folks, 11 goals. I think that's the new perfection line. But anyway, um, the flames just come out flat again. They're just shooting. They, they remind me of a faster paced red wings, putting pucks in skates, not on the sticks. Evander Kane has 12 goals. Uh, David Pratt has nine. So, so he's Kane, yeah. And Conor McDavid, well, he's on his line, so he's got 25 points. So he's and he's got 19 assists. Right, right. So, but yeah, he's playing great hockey. So, again, I think his line is a new perfection line. But again, the Flames just they they come out flat. 
they look lost. They look a little confused. Um, they had a lot of defensive breakdowns leading to, you know, easy shots. Uh, but you did have a, you know, you did have a blunder in game four. Rasmus Anderson is going to clear a puck out of the zone and just launches it down the ice. Well, lo and behold, wasn't it at the right height to apparently blend in with the wall and well, it looked right like to land right in the top glove corner of Mike Smith. It didn't go top corner. It looked like it was up high. It went high, and then it kind of dropped down when it got to him. At I don't know what it was, video, but it went over his yeah, well, the video I saw, um, it, it was up high, and then it dropped. When it got to to Smith, it dropped. Where it started going over the glove head, but then it dropped. And it dropped where? Because it didn't drop into his glove. It dropped into the net. After it went over his glove hand. Well, it was up there, but it didn't go. It didn't go top corner. Top corner would be going up in the air. It went. It, by the time it went in the net, it was down. It was going down. All right, we're going to clear the debate. Email but, us. Email but, us your thoughts on on the uh, was the puck over or under? But there was love, and that was that's Email funny. Us. That was that that's funny because that was Tuesday night, and that's I I didn't go. I had a Tuesday, my Tuesday night league. I didn't go to that game, um, but our defenseman apparently scored from just inside our blue line. And on the other goalie, and the funny thing is, they the scorekeeper gave it to their to our goalie. Our goalie got credited with a goal, even though it was our defenseman that shot it in. So it was like probably the same. Dandy. It, it was just funny to happen in the NHL in the same day and probably about the same time. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those like Sebastian Aho moments. No, I wasn't the same exact time, I don't think. Or maybe, but I don't know. I wasn't there, so. Funny. (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, so this game, I don't know. Can Calgary bounce back? That's going to be a big question because nobody knows. Um, Calgary's done. You think they're done? uh, Yeah, I do, too. I really wanted to pull for them, but, yeah, I do, too. I agree. They're done. I mean, I, I, I originally said Calgary in seven, but just they don't look, I mean. They're just not playoff. I mean. They're and not looking playoff ready. I wouldn't say Edmonton is playing really good. I think they're just getting lucky. They're just getting. They're, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say. I, I, I guess I just want to say that they're determined. I don't. They're not. They're not playing on the same level as like a Tampa Bay. No. But they're just. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think if they play Colorado, which I mean, obviously this now the series is not even. I mean, I think we still. I think it's going to go seven. I think St. Louis is going to uh, end up winning the next game, but. Um, I think. So. I, I don't. You know. I, I don't. Still feel that. I, I don't think. Edmonton can hang with Colorado. Um, I mean, I don't even care what I what my bet was in the beginning of this. Uh, the way St. Louis played in this in this series, especially tonight, and how well, they you, battled you, back. You you said St. Louis in seven, and like I Did said, I? yeah, and I'm still sticking to that. 
And I I said Colorado seven just because Colorado's home, but I don't know after this last game Man, five. Like was this over, could be, this could be interesting. So, we might have to we might have to but, wager on this. Um, and we both picked Calgary, uh, except for you said six, I said seven. So we're we're kind of in trouble there. So what are we gonna put on this? How how about this? I'm not bad. No, no. Listen, if Colorado wins the series. Period. I'll get you some of that blueberry beer that we talked about. Oh, I had one today. How, what did you think? That was good. I'm pretty sure I had that before. Well, good. Well, I'll send you. I'll send you out some if you uh, if Colorado wins. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so does that wrap up that, that series? Wraps it up. Yeah. That's. Uh, you know. That's. It's a. It's a do or die for. For Calgary, it's time to step up and do what you did to make it this well, far because that's what Florida thought too. It's not working now. <laughs> so that leads us into some coaching candidates for the Red Wings. Yeah, um, nothing, nothing I mean, really I, new. If you, I'm if hearing Fedorov, he also on that surfaced. Yeah, but you got to remember that there's there's some bad blood with with Fedorov and in the Detroit organization. Um, yeah, personal with, with, with Eisen. Him and Eisenman are cool. No issues. But the Illich family, Chris Illich, I guess, was a part of putting or getting Fedorov off of the Red Wings and shipping him off to Anaheim. Um, so I, I know that there's a little bit of animosity towards the Red Wings organization for that move. And that was just something I read. So I don't know if that's for sure. I don't know if Chris Illich even had anything to do with the team at all back then. Um, but I don't have, I don't feel that that's something that Mike Illich would have done. So, well, one good thing is Holland's not there anymore. So he won't have to worry about that. Yeah. Cause that was probably a big factor in it as well. Um, but he might, you never know. He just won all, a couple of, a. Uh, top coaching awards in the KHL. I mean, he's having he's having a fantastic, you know, coaching career thus far, so you know, good on him and um yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Detroit. I think I would rather see him as an assistant coach before he makes a jump to a coach. Um but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um and it sounds like I don't know I, I read something. I believe it was Winnipeg for Trotsy. Did you? Uh, that, that's interesting. Yeah. I, um, well, I, I haven't heard any more. There. I haven't heard any more on Seattle. So yeah, that might be. That might have kind of died down. Well, I, I, I did read that Trotsy's looking for life after coaching. So he's setting up he's, an insurance policy right now, yeah. saying I want to be the head coach, GM type role and it I sounds th- like Winnipeg's going to give it to him. I think he's got some kind of connection to Winnipeg or Manitoba as well. Um, I didn't, I didn't uh, look into that because I didn't, I actually didn't hear that uh, about, you know, more on the Winnipeg thing. Um, but I'll have to look into that, but I'm pretty sure he's got some kind of ties I don't know, maybe the Manitoba Moose or if he's from Winnipeg area. 
But I, I, I seems to me I remember hearing that he's got ties to that area too. And but you know, <laughs> Trotz going to the Central Division. That's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when if he does. Uh, um, will he be a coach or just a GM? I think he's gonna be a coach and then be a GM. I think he's gonna do both. Maybe he could do both, assistant GM and coach, and then take over his. But um, yeah, he he. Uh, that would have been interesting. Uh, he's from I, Dolphin, Manitoba. Okay, so that's probably near Winnipeg. So okay, so it's 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 the same same province. So um, I'm not sure exactly where that is, but it's you know, it's got to be. It's probably close by. Um, but then again. In Canada, I don't think any of these. It's close. actually two hundred and seventy-seven miles away. Okay, so that's not too far. What about kilometers? You need the kilometers. It is actually well, it's Canada in forty-six kilometers. Okay, well, that's because that's Canada. So, like, technically, right? Te- technically speaking, it's kilometers. But let's not get into the technics, technical stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, just it's going to be interesting if he does go to Winnipeg, what kind of a an, um, reaction he'll get in Nashville. Um, I think, you know, I think he'll probably get a good reaction. Maybe, maybe the first time. I don't know about the other four times or however many times they play now. Who knows? Next year they might only play three. <laughs> the way the schedule is, is that all the coaching news? Yeah, I don't think there's anything new to really update at this point. Um, I yeah. think we're, we've weeded a couple out, but that's about it. Are you ready to go into your... You are now entering the right Welcome to another edition of The Rant Room. So this week's rant is going to be a little bit different. I had a few different topics that I could have picked. It's been an exciting week with a lot of things to rant about. And I've actually ranted with D-Law on these. But this week, I'm going to rant about the NHL fans. I'm ashamed. It's embarrassing. This isn't the NFL. This isn't the NBA. This is the NHL. Yes, there's passionate fans. Yes, we've had cities get burned when they win a Stanley Cup, which is a bizarre concept to me because typically it would be the disgruntled, upset, pissed-off team fans that would burn their city. But no, we've had teams that would burn their city in celebration. But anyways... Nazim Kadri. I hate I hate him. I think he's I think he's Marshan 2.0. He's always looking for the gritty, grindy, nasty stuff. After the hit with Bennington, and after all that went down, this dude, who's playing a game, mind you, so everybody, all of you idiots out there that are threatening this guy, his wife, his kids, his family, 
who have crossed that line over a game, a game. You guys are idiots. Just complete idiots. This guy has a wife. He's got a daughter. You know, he's one, he's one of the first original, um, you know, Muslim hockey players in the NHL. But getting racist remarks, the death threats, the threats against the family. Oh, we're getting political on this one, though. <laughs> no, not getting political. But I just think that the NHL is one of those classy sports. They shake the hands. They celebrate first goals. They celebrate milestones, not only for their own team, but for the opposing team. They get into fights like Dylan Larkin fighting Zach Wierenski. They're like they're like best buds. You know, why would you want to go out there and get into a fist fight with your best buddy? But you know what? The next game, Larkin goes out to dinner with Wierenski and his family. Like, that's just the type of sport that the NHL is. There's a love-hate relationship. And for the fans to not be able to differentiate that and to threaten a man's life because he ran your goalie, and it wasn't even, like, it looked worse than it was. Yes, Bennington got hurt, but goalies get hurt in collisions like like that. It happens. It's freaking the NHL, and it's the playoffs. He was going for a loose puck. For crying out loud. He wasn't just going to crash the goalie. That wasn't the intent of the play. It's just one of those collateral damages of the sport. Yeah, call me an idiot. Threaten me. Whatever. But I I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the fans are threatening this man's life, his family. What did his family have anything to do with it? Like, let's get classy. Let's get back to being NHL fans. Let's enjoy hard-nosed, gritty, high-scoring playoff hockey games. And not to mention, a few of these folks are actually seeing consequences to their death threats. So one gentleman playing for a professional soccer team in St. Louis is now suspended while they check into the allegations that were made. A student was, I believe, kicked off a sporting team and his, I guess his uh, tenure at the school was in question. So is it worth threatening somebody's life and their families over a game? Like, let's get classy here, NHL fans. Come on. Let's not do this. Enjoy the sport for what it is. I just want to. I just want to chime in here. Um, there's just too much hatred going on in this world. I don't want to get too political. I don't want to, you know. But it, it just comes down to stop and think, everybody. What your words and actions are doing to this. Not only him, but his his wife and his kids. I don't know. His kids are they're probably young little kids. Yeah. Um, but that's but, what I mean. Like this, and, and just NHL. and just stop and think. How would you feel if you had these things said to you or done to you? 
that's you agree not, with that, the player, that, that, not agree that's, with it. That's how I. That's that's like, my that's, key sense. Yeah, and that's just that's just harsh, you know. Like I get it. This is the NHL, but again, the NHL is classy. You know, we the NHL really weeds out the trouble for the most part. Yeah, you've got a few stragglers in there, but they're not out murdering people. They're not out assaulting people, mostly. But you look at some of these other sports and the number of off-field, off-court incidents that take place, I would have to imagine, and I don't know this for sure, so I may eat crow on this, but I would have to imagine you see more off-ice altercations in professional basketball so the nba i'm not talking college i'm not talking about ahl i'm not talking about any other divisions of sports but you definitely see in football of course and baseball you just saw it again i mean obviously it was an off you know retired or no longer employed ex-football player fighting a guy in an airport you know like yeah you see fans get rowdy at games in the nhl sure but to threaten somebody's life and their family over a game, like come on! And not only it's, it's a classy it, sport, it's a game, but it's his job. He gets money, so you know for doing for playing this game, it's no different than if somebody's at their job and somebody else comes in and starts attacking them. Right. But yeah. Next week, we're going to be back on some fun-filled hockey-related rant. This one, I just think, you know, we need to reel it in. This is the NHL, the greatest sport on earth. It's time to buckle up, enjoy some playoff hockey, and not throw the hate around. Let the let, let the NHL do what they need to do in terms of punishment. Kadri, his wife, nor his child need to be involved in your idiotic you know, obscene messages being sent. It's disgusting. But anyway, let's keep it going there, D-Law. Yeah. We'll close uh, the rat room door there. So let's uh, move into some NHL news. Since uh, we don't, I don't have any Predators stories. Um, yeah, I haven't heard. There's still, stories. the only thing I know about the Predators is that the, uh, the two camps, the, uh, Forsberg camp and the Predators camp are still negotiating. Yeah, it's I haven't heard no, any nothing, no, nothing, on nothing new on nothing new on that. Um, but um, uh, Brian Rust uh, for the Penguins signed a six-year extension, thirty point seven five million dollars. Yeah, that was a uh, that was big. It carries an average uh, annual value of five point one two five million. Yeah, that's that's huge. For um, that's that's so, huge for uh, uh, It's going to be you know some cap room because they want they want to keep Malkin and um, and, and uh, Latang. They want to stay together. So I mean, yeah, there's. I suppose, there's been- there's I suppose some- it's only a cap hit of five million, so I mean, I don't know what their cap space is like. I'll have to check into that, but you would think it'd be um, doable. But yeah, but all I know is I did read that Crosby 
is very disappointed in the slap in the face offer that Malkin got. I didn't hear uh, offer on Crosby was actually openly expressing his disinterest in it. Well, maybe they're trying to get a a hometown discount. Well, I think they're trying (laughs) to get Malkin out. Hmm. I just think they feel it seems like Pittsburgh is kind of turning their back on Malkin. And even if he stays and gets a big contract, how hard is he going to try now knowing that, hey, these people turn their back on me. If it wasn't for Sid, I wouldn't still be here. Well, he is a cheap shot. Yeah, I'd I'd still take him in Detroit for a season. I'd give him a hefty one year. I don't want that. I don't want that cheap shot. I'm still bitter on that. Sorry. I know you are. No, I. So, um, so uh, the Blues had no third goalie when um, when Benson got ran into and injured. Um, So their emergency goalie. Had to suit up on a bench. He played at Niagara University. He's, he never played professionally. So I just, you know, I just had to mention that uh, because you know it's kind of a a little local connection. Yep. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, Tortorella has been interviewed. Has uh, interviewed for the Flyers coach. Yeah, he's coming off the That's I think be interesting if they do. I'm hire telling him. you. I mean, the Flyers are. You know what I feel? That they might actually be a good fit because you know that would be a tremendous he, fit. He's up temp. Or he's a he's a um, um, uh, uh, prick. No, that wasn't the word I was just trying to get at. Um, hothead. and the like Flyers the and well, that, and, and the Flyers. So yeah, that's um, exactly right. I that's why I was gonna say I think he's a perfect. 100% perfect fit for this because the organization they want goons they've they've had goons i mean the flyers have always kind of been that team that i feel is always looking for that type of play and they'll get that out of tortorella i think i think torts is going to i think he will turn that or that whole team around and can you imagine the Rangers Flyers? Because, I mean, Tortorella's got, you know, he was oh, with the Rangers. That's... And, oh, if they booed D'Angelo, but I guess there's some bad blood in uh, with De- D'Angelo in, in New York. Um, yeah, but I think what the NHL really needs is, like, one or two bad rivalries. Boys. Oh, well, they do have them. No, I mean, like, Wings-Avalanche rivalries, where when you lace it up, like, there's hype. The whole off season of when is Detroit going to play Colorado? Oh, it's on these days. Oh, we got to be at the game, or oh my god, we got to watch this game. It's going to be, it's going to be Brawl City. And then from the first face off, you just, you know, drop the gloves, and then it's just, it's playoff hockey the entire game. Like that is the type of rivalry I think the NHL needs again. So yeah, if Tortorella can do that and. Gallant wants to put his goons out. You know, I think that would be one heck of a freaking. I think that would be a fun game to watch, and oh, I think gee. that could be that rivalry. Tortorell might just jump over the glass. He might. He's he might. done it before. And I think Gallant will will fire right back. I don't think he'll back down either. But um, I think how about that would be a good good rivalry? But go for it. How about Yager, 50 years old, leaning to play in the Czech League? Is that a professional league? 
Uh, I yeah. don't understand that. He's 50 hey, years old. If he's uh, still he may, ticking, let he it go. He thinks he's a Gordie Howe. <laughs> Who cares? Let him keep playing. Because um, here's the deal. At the end of the day, like, think about it. As you, we'll just use beer league, and you're gonna understand what I'm saying very quickly. So you're playing beer league, but you get paid to play beer league every every game you play. I wish. Let's say every every game you played a thousand dollars, and you love playing beer league hockey, but they told you, hey, you're going from C down to B, or I'm sorry, C, C, we'll go we'll go B down to C. You're going to go from the Actually, B level down to, to the C level. And we're going to pay you 800 a game instead. Now, let's say let's say in three years, now you're like getting older, you can't keep up. And they say, hey, we're going to send you from the C league down to the D league. And we'll pay you 400 bucks a game. Are you still going to keep playing? Because your body can handle the level of play at the D League, and you're still getting compensated to play. Oh, I'll be a ringer. I'd be scoring goals off left and right. Okay, that's exactly <laughs> like the, what. You, that's like the, they do all, all time now. Anyway, now do you understand why Yager's playing in the Czech League? He oh. slowed down in the KHL, and then he was like, "Okay, now I gotta hmm. bump down a level." But hey, I'm still gonna get paid to play professional hockey, and I'm gonna get paid very well. And actually, I don't need the money because I've got all this money sitting in savings accounts and investments and everything else, and I'm already set for for life. But I'm gonna keep pad my bank account. Yeah, of course, of course, he's gonna keep playing. I would. And uh, Wilson, Tom Wilson, who got injured in round one, I think the first game. Just uh, had his surgery. He knee surgery. Uh, he's going to miss a start of the next season. Uh, so we'll see how that's, that's a gonna, big loss. That's going to see how that's going to uh, hurt. Uh, you know, affect Washington. Uh, it, you know, I know. You know, it's it would be the beginning of the season, October. You don't you don't lose. You don't uh, win championships or clinch playoffs in the first part of the series, season, but it could. Uh, you know, depending how they start, you know, it could it could help. You know, where their positioning is. You know, if they if they start, you know, on five, on six. Not saying he's like an Ovechkin or you know a huge part of. You know, they they can still win without him. But yeah, but he's a big piece of that puzzle. He's he's that enforcer for the team. He's the guy that if you take he, runs, you know, he know, does Ovechkin can hold his own, but. I mean, if you take a run at, like, a TJ Oshie. And Wilson does score goals, too. He does. He's one of those. I, I like Wilson. I love the level of how, I just love what he brings to the to the rink. That's just my personal opinion of him. Um, uh, Andrew Brunette, the coach of the Panthers, wants a return, but the GM is not ready to commit. Um, well, he did take him to a president's trophy. And got swept by their rivals in the second round. Um, yeah, but they uh, put that team together. You know, you put a few you, of the key pieces together now. You got to give the guy at least one it, season it, to see 
what he does next year. If that's his reason, if that's his reason, uh, be the president's trophy, he's got to sit back and think and look, you know, how many president's trophy winners have done that, you know, he got swept, um, or, you know, and lost usually in the first round, but most of the time in the second round as well. Yeah. I, I still say you got to give the guy a shot because what, what is he, uh, he didn't even coach a full season. Yeah, so. you, you got to give him a shot. Um, look, I mean, look what he look what he did. Look what he accomplished. And then at the trade deadline, you get a few other um, acquisitions that really help bolster your team. Let the guy have one full season with his team. If he tanks, you get rid of him. It is what it is. You get another coach and do it again. But I don't think that's going to be the case. And then um, this, this uh, we'll we'll deal with more in the coming weeks as the draft gets closer. But the Senators are willing to trade a number seven pick. Um, where what the uh, what pick does Detroit have? Eight, At eight. So, oh uh, well, I don't know if it's worth uh, moving yeah. up one spot. So, um, no, that wouldn't. But, but I'm that just wondering, you know, that Steve Eiserman. But I mean, maybe they'll trade trade him a draft pick for him. You know, let's second yeah. round. Yeah, Ottawa's probably done stupid things like that before. Yeah, um, you never know. But let's and, talk about the fines here. Um, but before fine? before we move in, um, um, I just uh, going back, um, just a brief uh, kind of a history thing. The last time the Colorado Avalanche have been to the Western Conference final. Any guesses on the year? 1996? No. Try it a little bit later. 97. 2002. And guess who they played in that? I know who they played in that. And guess who won? I know who won. (laughs) Detroit in seven games. And won the cup. Well, obviously, they. Who did they play in the in the Stanley Cup final that year? Wasn't that the Canes? Two thousand. Oh, it was. It was Carolina and Peter Forsberg led all uh, leaders with twenty-seven points, and the MVP was Nikki Lidstrom. Yep. So yeah, the, we got. A, uh, not too many in fine, so it must be the, no, the, the NHL's uh, and it goes back get, to get a pocketbook. Yeah, it goes back to the rant room. Um, it's now this this fine is what the fans should allow to happen because Perron completely attacked Kadri, couple of wicked cross checks. Um, like kind of vicious, like neck breaking or neck whiplash type cross check. Like it was, it was rather vicious. However, that's Perron saying this is for you not slowing down and going for that loose puck and hitting my goalie. You wiped out my goalie. Well, I'm going to wipe you out. That's how you get back at somebody in the NHL, not by threatening his family. But anyway, he got 5000 for that check. 
or the cross check. Again, in my eyes, that's a full. That's that's a five thousand dollars well spent. You you sent a message that you aren't taking that BS during the season, during the their playoffs, and ever. And then if you're taking a run at my goalie, you need to slow down and actually stop. So good good for Perron to pay it back. That's how you end the feud. Move on. Five thousand dollars is um, fine, and it's over. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, I wonder if it'll have, if, if if that sent a message to him. No, probably not. No, it probably um, didn't. That's just but, type, he's a Marchand esque type player. But uh, just before I forget, uh, before we move into our next segment, um, I kind of wish uh, a predator a. Matthias Eckholm. Uh, n- yesterday, May 24th, was his birthday. Uh, Happy birthday, Eki. He is from 1990, so that would be 20... 30s. 30? 30, 30, yeah. Oh, yeah, 1990. Yeah, that's right. Oh, jeez. 32. He's getting up there in age, so maybe he's got a couple more years left, and then... Oh. We'll see if what he's the looking for do with a home. Detroit's always looking. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll ship him to you at the end of his career. <laughs> well, we actually, <laughs> so, actually, you know what? Detroit does have more news. We did pick up Camfer for a one-year deal. So I just want to make sure we talk about that. What's that we all get- about? Uh, we got some people in the background laughing on that one. What, that he's playing for, that Stephen Camfer is a Red Wing? That the Red Wings signed him. Why is that laughable? I'm just curious. I want your opinion. <laughs> Who the heck is this kid? He, he's older. He played for Boston <laughs> when they had all their good runs. Um, Eisman's just looking to bring in another veteran defense no. they're, they're gonna have two or three the wings are pretty much gonna have like two or three elders on the defensive core right now they have mark Stahl, and that's it is the kaiser one of them no he's useless did they actually get rid of him this time Not or yet. are they gonna come back who knows let's see what the draft brings right. some of these prospects do but yeah steven camfer's a red wing veteran gonna help build up the uh Mentality, the mentality of these young kids. Uh-oh. I think it's time for a, a. Do we? Is there a segment coming up here? So my duster this week is none other than Joe Thornton. Wait a second. Jumbo Jumbo Joe? Yep. With the Florida Panthers. So I don't understand Florida. Now, they signed Joe Thornton in August of last summer, August of 2020. 
21. So, you know, they went out and made this big signing to get him and thought maybe they would use him. Well, um, I don't think he was injured. Regular season, he played 34 games. Five goals, five assists, 10 penalty minutes. I'm assuming there's five fights. Uh, in his career, he's got 430 goals. So, I think he's on his decline. But, if you're the Florida Panthers, why would you side him so you can sit him and his production's going down? It's not like they're signing him to score goals because he only had five goals. Versus Tampa Bay in a regular season, he played one game against them, no points. He was a minus one, two penalty minutes, and one shot. So, obviously, so they weren't fights. He had 10 minutes and 13 seconds time on ice um, for that one game. And it was a 4-1 to win, but it wasn't because of him. Um, going into the playoffs, he played one game. That was the last game, game four, when they got swept. He played six minutes and 18 seconds. He was a minus one. So, yeah, he's just not the jumbo Joe that he, you know that scores four hundred and thirty career goals. His ice time was three hundred and seventy-seven minutes. That's an average of eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. He played less in that one game in the playoffs. He's and, and, and interesting. He scored. He scored goals this this year every month of the season. Only one, obviously. Because he only had five goals, except for February and April, and he had one assist in April. He's also undecided on his return to next season. Come on, Joe! Don't you think it's time to hang him up? You go. I mean, I know you don't want to go out on a low note, you know, getting swept by the maybe eventual Stanley Cup champions again. They're definitely the defending Stanley Cup champions, the best team in the league with the best goalie probably ever. Um, But you've got 430 career goals and you manage five in a season. And your production's dropping way down. You're getting older. Retire. Enjoy it. Hit the golf course, maybe get a, a gig with ESPN or TNT or TBS or more somewhere, maybe another uh, local regional sports network to do an analysis or something. Just hang them up. You don't have it anymore. Five goals, Joe. Five goals. Time to say good night, and that'll wrap it up. <sighs> so you really think he's he's over the hill? Well, his stats don't lie. I don't think he's got anything left. He's played a physic. He's played, uh, and his his. Uh, it's hard to score goals when they don't put you on the ice. And but 
his style of play going back to Boston and even San Jose is really physical, hard, you know, going further than that. It took a lot, took a lot out of his body. I, I, I would assume he just doesn't have it. Maybe he'll surprise me if he does come back and get 20 goals, but yep. I, I don't see it happening, especially with this Florida, uh, like a lot of young players. I don't see them uh, increasing his playing time. <sighs> so let's this moves us into, well, I don't, unfortunately, I do not have a good news segment this, this episode. Uh, I apologize. I will try. I will, I will work on that for the next episode. We only uh, need two next week. Oh, well, we had two last week. All right, we owe you one. <laughs> well, even though it was just like a brief one. So that leads us into injuries. Uh, obviously, Bennington's out for the playoffs on that uh, run, like that Kadri run in, and Gerard. Anyway, Gerard left the game after a hit, and it was a clean hit. Unfortunately, Colorado. yeah, okay, Colorado. But he was taken to a hospital, and well, at first they thought maybe concussion, but it was. A broken sternum, broken sternum. Um, or was it broken or shattered? It was definitely a sternum. Okay, so I guess it was broken. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a clean hit. I mean, it was unfortunate. I think he, um, the way he went into the glass, um, and I think you know, yeah. I, it seems like there's a lot of a lot more injuries now. Remember back there was quite a few years ago when they changed the glass to be more forgiving, and they kind of got away from that and went back to this old, this back to this newer stiff glass. Now I'm wondering why would they do that? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if it's better for sight lines, but you know. To me, the most important thing safety. is player is player safety. So, shouldn't they go back to those to that glass that's actually have give to it rather than the stiff glass? Was that the glass that it would always break? The bendable glass. Um, no, I think the the glass now actually breaks more. Um, I think they have they might have had problems with the glass falling out of stanchions just because the hard collections and you could actually see the glass wobbling back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it actually shattered because I mean obviously it's probably not going to shatter if it's got give and it's moving, unless it's a hard hit and the you know he gets the glass breaks on the hit. But, um, but, but, but if I, I would think it would make more with this hard, stiff glass because it doesn't give. And so, you know, there's no, there's no forgiveness. Um, so I, I just like maybe that's a topic to, to dive into this summer. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to, to see what the, you know, if there's been more injuries since that has happened or not happened. 
Um, but as far as injuries, I think that's you know, other than the Tom Wilson um, surgery. Um, but as far as players, you know, that are still in in the playoffs, um, I don't we haven't really heard any more. Uh, so this uh, episode is starting to wind down now, and now um, it is now. There's less and less games. Not too much news on the front. We're going to keep you up to date with everything big happening. But before we get into um, maybe some off-season, I don't know if there's any off-season, you know, we can probably dive into that later. Um, But uh, some upcoming games, um, uh, Thursday, uh, that'd be tomorrow, or, you know, this podcast will be available on Thursday. So if you're listening to it on Thursday, it'll be – the Rangers game five. This is going to be a huge game five in Carolina, 7 p.m. on ESPN. This is going to be huge. It's going to be interesting to see who wins this game uh, going into game six in, in the Garden. Um, and then uh, then you got Edmonton and Calgary. That's in Calgary. At 9.30, it's a do-or-die game for Calgary with Edmonton uh, holding a 3-1 series lead, and that is on ESPN after the Rangers. Um, But I think Carolina, and obviously they're home, um, I I think they're going to do it because obviously they're 6-0 at home. I would not be surprised if, if the Rangers steal this game. But I'm going to say Carolina's going to win this game, and I think Edmonton's going to wrap up the series in Calgary. They're just too strong, and Evander Kane is going like... He's gone off the charts. Yeah, he's playing tremendous hockey. Yeah, I I unfortunately... I want Calgary. I want a Calgary-Carolina Stanley Cup, but I don't think it's going to be that at all. Um. That, oh, I was thinking. No, no, no. That was uh. It was Calgary, Tampa Bay. I was thinking of back in the early two thousands. Was it or nineteen? No, maybe it was the nineteen nineties. Uh, at some point. Um, I don't remember what year, but I remember Calgary and Tampa Bay met in the Stanley Cup final. <clears throat> so that would be kind of interesting too. Uh. <clears throat> And then uh, Friday, now with St. Louis winning tonight, um, as we're recording uh, tonight, on uh, uh, Wednesday night, um, you got uh, Friday night, May 27th, uh, game six in St. Louis. And obviously, St. Louis has to win again to force a game seven. That one's on TNT at 8 p.m. I think St. Louis is going to do it. Send it back to Game Seven, and Colorado will win Game Seven. I'm mean, I'm gonna stick to my original thing because St. Louis is amazing at home. Well, let me ask you this: Who's been your biggest upset or biggest shocker of the playoffs so far? Florida, Tampa Bay, just because of the way they swept them, and I thought Florida was gonna actually beat Florida, Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know what mine was. <clears throat> The Minnesota Wild. That didn't surprise me at all. I, nope. I, I, I knew St. Louis was too strong for them. 
especially, you know, they didn't play Flurry. It would have been interesting to see because they played Talbot and Flurry is still pretty upset about that. Um, <clears throat> but I think he'll get over it. But uh, <clears throat> unless you have anything to add. Nope. Um, but then I'll move into Saturday games. Um, now, if Calgary and Edmonton win, or if Calgary wins, excuse me, uh, <clears throat> they will play game six in Edmonton. That will be a 9.30 game on ESPN. And the <clears throat> Carolina Rangers are still to be determined um, as far as the time, and that's going to be an ESPN. Um, so I don't know. I, w- I would think that would probably be an afternoon game. I'm not sure. Um, we'll have to wait to find out. And then Sunday, if uh, St. Louis does manage to win and force a game seven, uh, game seven will be Sunday. The time is to, de- to be determined. Uh, so, and then uh, we'll have a show on Monday, probably a, a final Western Eastern Conference final uh, preview show. Um, I'm sure we'll know who's going to be playing by then. Um, because... Um, Unless uh, unless there are Game 7s in the Edmonton, Calgary, and Rangers Carolina game, which will take place on Monday night. So by the time we do the game, the, the, the show on Monday, we probably will know the uh, the next, the round three uh, teams. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's about it. I think that wraps um, it up. So make sure you follow us, like us, and uh, if you hate everything we're doing, let us know so we can blame D Law for all of it. Or this uh, moron next to me. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. If that wraps it up. So, as always, thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smash Bell. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs?